going on y'all this is 950 lounge and the 950 lounge artist spotlight presented by the good people at music beats cancer go to www.musicbeatscancer.org to find out how you can get into the fight to eradicate this ugly disease called cancer our first guest here in the 2023 doc is a young man from langston kentucky he's a wildcat blue and fan blue and blue go blue and he's here on 950 lounge to talk about his music and his career and what's going to happen in 2023 for him Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Nafi Lounge Artist Spotlight, Mr. Alex Miller. Good morning, <laughs> Alex. Welcome. Top of the morning to you, my friend. Well, thank you all so much for having me on here. It's it's good to be talking to some SEC people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about backstage, but I know I am. Oh, I like SEC. I love it. <laughs> a's in New York. When you say SEC, think about money and, and, and you know, finance. No, 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 no. Don't try to put that on. <laughs> Little different. Little exactly. Different. But, Alex, again, we can't thank you enough. And, you know, like we talked about in the pre-up, you're from Lancaster, PA. A lot of people might, you know, our audience might say Lancaster, Pennsylvania. I mean, Pepsi, I'm even saying Lancaster, Pennsylvania. They didn't make ice cream. Talk about growing up in Lancaster, Kentucky, and your music aspects, and growing up in the bluegrass world, and now becoming an artist. Well, yeah, so I, a little town in Lancaster, I grew up on a cattle farm. So before all the music business kind of got a hold of me, I was what you call, a, I guess, a general farm hand. Uh, I've done everything from chain, fence, you know, fencing work where you change posts and things like that to cutting hay and bush hog and all that good stuff. And uh, been at it, been working hard. And I think that, you know, working on the farm was what led me to be in the music business because uh, my granddad always said you need to go out and, there's something besides what I've done all my life, and uh, he was a great music fan, and I think that's what pushed me in that direction. Without question. So when you wake up in the morning, it's 5 a.m., hit the farm before going to school, obviously it, it builds character, it talks about tough work and dedication, and every day is not going to be a great day. Mm-hmm. When you talk about that background, growing up farming the whole bit, where did the music come about? Was music big part of the house? Um, on a weekend was music part of the, the sentiment of, of just like a young Alex and kind of picking that up. How did the music become part of your vernacular? So I started out singing when I was about three years old. And the first song I remember doing was a Josh Turner song called Me and God. And I started in church, as a lot of 
artists do. Mm-hmm. And but that came from my granddaddy. He was, uh, you know, nobody in the family's musical. I mean, they can play the radio, but that's about it. But nobody in the the family was musical besides me. And so, uh, I, I nobody could play or nothing. So I just decided one day I wanted to sing, and I did. And then yeah. I decided one day I wanted to go learn play guitar. And uh, I was about six when I did that. And uh, music was always something very important to me and my granddaddy and our relationship. We were big old country music fans. So I grew up listening to like Hank Senior and uh-huh. uh, Merle Haggard, George Jones, all those old guys, you know. And uh, that's what got me the bug, got the itch, was probably listening to them Hank records for sure. And yeah. definitely a lot of them other guys too. The legends. Mm-hmm. Yes, Get sir. backstage. Yeah. So when, um, <clears throat> yeah, because you said when you was growing up, and I know like within, especially out in the South and everything else, as up as in the North, you um, was dealing with church and everything else. Mm-hmm. Was there any type of um, things when you went finally into um, singing that they was looking at and it was like saying, Oh wow! You shouldn't be singing those type of songs because of um, you're from church. You know, I, I, that's always was kind of funny to me. My granddaddy was a very devout Baptist man and a very good Christian man, and it was always funny to me. His favorite songs were like "Driving Nails in My Coffin," which is all about drinking. So <laughs> I, I always thought that was kind of funny. But mm-hmm. uh, it, it, no, I never received a lot of backlash from it. But uh, I didn't sing a lot of drunken songs growing up. I, and, and something that I do in all my shows, especially, I might go through and sing about a drunken song and, and break up songs and things like that. But I always, always make sure, even now, to close my shows with the gospel song because you never know who needs to hear it. Amen. Definitely in this day and age, we can definitely appreciate that. So take me through the, the adolescence of a young Alex. You know, again, um, I got to imagine, <clears throat> and again, I, I'm somebody who tried to play the, uh, the, the the trumpet and the saxophone and be oh, cool. Yeah. It didn't work out. But I can only imagine going into high school and being a guitar player and you meet a girl and, and you kick a little serenade. How did that work for you in your adolescent years, man, learning the guitar and being a, a, a young artist of some sort? How did that play along with your social lifestyle? Well, it was, it was very nice uh, <laughs> in the lady department. <laughs> Uh, but uh, I, uh, you know, I, I'd, I'd bring it to school and do talent shows and things. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, everybody at school always liked me. You know, that was cool. And they, they appreciated what I was doing. Um, and, and they still do. In fact, I just played last night over at Renfro Valley, and it was almost like a Garrett County High School reunion. I mean, nice. I had a lot of friends and family come out and see me. And uh, it, that's what's neat to me. Mm-hmm. And especially around here, you know, people, uh, there ain't a lot of people that do what I do around right. here. So. Um, I was very appreciated and loved by the community and, and loved by the, by all all folks there at Gary King High School. Fantastic. Nice. So that's nice. So now for the songs that you, what type of music do you really like to listen to when you're not when it's not your music itself? Yeah, you know, I, fellas, I listen to a lot of different things. Um, I think there's good music in everything. So I listen to uh, you know Sinatra records because I've always thought he was a great singer. I listen. I'm to a like big AC Sinatra DC. guy too, man. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and I like uh, uh, ACDC, Kiss. I like those guys too. And uh, every now and then I'll throw me some Snoop Dogg in the mix too because I love his <laughs> rhymes. So uh, I, I listen to all kinds. I really do. I think there's good music everywhere. And you know, as a country artist, I don't think it's right for me to tell people that they're wrong for listening to something. Whatever yeah. music speaks to you is what you need to listen to is what I always was told. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you on that, Alex, because like I said again, um, uh, my father, rest his soul, he used to always play Sinatra on Sunday evenings. It was like, you know, after dinner and like, you to, to cool down and it's like you play a little Sinatra. And to this day, 
I find myself on series and I'll find us a Sinatra channel. Um, I think the beautiful thing, and I know we talked about football in the interim, football, sports, and music to me break all walls. When I like really to think do. about like, here, here, we're two Northerners talking to a bluegrass country guy on a Sunday morning <laughs> about music and conversation. And, and again, obviously, um, music and, and sports and all different things can can bring us all together, which I think is so important for your music and for your breakdown as you scour the country, introducing people to your brand of sound. And again, we're talking to Alex Miller. This is the 950 Lounge Artist Spotlight presented by the good people at Music Beat Cancer. Go to www.musicbeatscancer.org to find out how you can get in the fight to eradicate this ugly disease called cancer. Um, before we take a quick break, I want to ask you again, staying with the high school aspect. Mm -hmm. you, get out, you do the thing in high school, you get out of school, like a lot of people, a lot of kids, what do I do next? Do I go to college? Do I right. go take a job? Um, do I go to the military? Obviously, your family was in the farm life. I'm sure that could have been a place. But when did you know? When was the, the epiphany in your head? You said, you know what? I can make a living doing this. Because, you know, it's fine when it's fun and entertaining right, right, the ladies right. and, you know, playing for the family or in school. But now it's like, you know, this could be my profession. When did that happen for you? So whenever I was in high school, whenever I did the audition for Idol, I was 17 at the time. And I did it on a Zoom call, much like I'm doing now, you know. <laughs> and uh, I went, I just got on there and started singing, and they liked me, you know. And and I thought, I thought to myself, you know, if these big industry executive producer people see something in me, then I guess there's something there, you know. I didn't, I never really thought that I would get on a show like that, and especially go as far as I did. So uh, whenever that kind of all started coming together, I started thinking, well, you know, maybe I'm this, you know, I, there always was a dream. You know, it was always a goal of mine to be a musician and be an artist, but um, to actually see it happen and all the things line up, the, the stars align, you know, so to speak. Yeah. To actually see that happen for me, uh, that was just a sign from that I, that's what I'm supposed to do, and uh, that's what I'm going to do and continue to do, too. Without question, and you know what? You could have a radio career, because that was my segment going to my next break. We're going to take a quick break. I want to get into the American Idol stuff, because that probably was, the, as you just mentioned, was the catapult into what you're now doing and where you're now going. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to keep this conversation going. Mr. Alex Miller, the non-free lounge artist spotlight presented by Music Beats Cancer. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. Bed's got only empty dreams You toss and turn Sleeping with a memory Waking in the morning It's so clear She's still gone And her goodbye is all I hear I'm through She said I'm through This house with lots of empty space Just like my heart Nothing but an empty place If she walked back in It wouldn't be the same You can't move on Once you've heard somebody say I'm through 
said I'm through Through with you I loved her then, I love her now She ain't coming back around Tell me what my poor heart's gonna do Words can cut just like a knife Change your world and wreck your life When someone that you love tells you that through To show from the pain in the words that hurt the most. I only wish that she was here today. If she was, she'd get the chance to hear me say, I'm through. Girl, I'm through. This is Roy on. You listen to the best team on radio, 950 Lounge. We're back on the ride, 950 Lounge, and a special 950 Lounge artist spotlight again, presented by the great people at Music Beats Cancer. Join 950 Lounge and Alex Miller and becoming part of the team and beating this ugly disease called cancer. Go to www.musicbeatscancer.org. Find out how you can get in the game and help us get rid of this ugly disease called cancer. Um, again, when we took the break, Alex was breaking us down and how he got started in American Idol. Season 19 is 2021. We're in the, the middle of this ugly pandemic. Um, the world has kind of stopped and how we move and our normal procedures in life. But obviously, show goes on, as they say in Hollywood. Talk about yeah. that. You mentioned that um, the interview was done via Zoom. Talk about how you even got started and how that even became something of your thought process to join or audition for American Idol? Well, I'll tell you, it's very, very simple. Uh, I never thought, but I, I would have never signed myself up. My mom actually said, Alex, you need to sign up for American Idol. And it was- uh, It's always the parents that get us is. into this stuff. <laughs> it is, and, and you know, I'm, I'm very, very glad she did. You know, mm -hmm. she said, son, said, I, I, we had a big falling out, really, is what we had. I said, uh, you know, I want to do music as a career. You know, and I was 17, of course, I mm -hmm. you know, knew, knew it all. Yeah, and uh, I said that's what I want to do, and she said, you know, that's awful hard business to get in. I got the basic parent talk of, you know, your dream job may not be what you get to do, right? Right. And so she went in, and or we got mad and kind of yelled at each other a little bit, <laughs> you know, as parents do in their children sometimes. And mm -hmm. uh, she went in and uh, laid down in her bed and was on uh, Facebook scrolling and saw an open call audition for American Idol, and she wow. said, I'm gonna sign him up for this. I guess that's what was going. Mom probably thought she was teaching you a lesson. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. 
<laughs> and so she signed me up for it and I did it. And uh, to my amazement, they liked me. And mm. uh, so they, they said, uh, I did two or three rounds. I, I talked to one producer and I did this song and then I did uh, another song. And uh, they sent me on these last group of about three of them. And it was the executive producers of the whole entire show. Right. And uh, I got on there and sang for them. They said, uh, we, uh, we'd like for you to come out to San Diego, California and sing for the celebrity judges. And I said, Hell yeah, I ain't got nothing better to do. I'm from Lancaster, so. Uh, yeah, so I, they flew us out there. That was in October. No, it was in September, and then we flew out there in October. Right. So it was just a month apart from that open call audition, and then I went out there and did that, and uh, <laughs> my mom got to come with me, which was mm -hmm. really cool, too. But we got to so hear that experience. You think about now, you play this thing back, and, I, and I'm sure like mom was like, look, you do you, you need to go get a job or go to college or something. But then she signed you up for American Idol. And again, what was her feeling or like her expression when she found out my baby going west? She she was uh, she was excited. She was very excited. And I, I didn't know really what to expect. I didn't know because, you know, my style of music is very traditional country. And I didn't know if that would go over around a national audience. But mm -hmm. um it did. People, people connected, connected to me. Uh, I, I guess there's a lot more farm boys out there than I thought there was. <laughs> farm boys, show them know they farm boys. Yeah, if, you right. think, uh, if you think about it, if, if you think about it, with a lot of music that's out nowadays, I mean, it's just basically another form of uh, storytelling. Yeah. And yep. Um, country music always has that has that rhythm and blues within the side of it that mm -hmm. talks about it. Because looking like Hank Aaron, Johnny Cash, and a couple other ones. It always was that way. So I can see that how your music came out to them. And then like the songs that you do sing that we do listen to, it was pretty good. And I, and I can see why that they picked you and say, hey, why don't you come on out? Yeah, it was really cool. Uh, it was nice to be representing the state too. Uh, that's what's been the coolest thing for me in this, this area. Um, I, when I go out in public or something, I'll, it never fails. I'll still have somebody come up to me and say, Alex, I really enjoy your music. We watch you on, uh, on Idol and we watch you on your TikTok. People watch my TikTok stuff now, which is funny. But they come up to me and they say, we like what you're doing. Thanks for representing us so well. That's, that, to me, that's no bigger compliment uh, for me is representing these folks around here because there's some hardworking individuals, that's for sure. No doubt about so, it. There's nothing wrong yeah, so with now, that. So now I got one question for you, Alex. Now, yeah. what the whole thing is when you went out there, and you was performing for them, everything else. What was the one thing that you looked at and you're like, wow, I did not know this side of the um, music industry and how, how it made you feel when you was out there in front of all the people and judges? Well, I'll tell you, the, the one thing that was kind of interesting was how they can cut your segment up. Like, because whenever I did the audition, I did five songs. I did uh, the one I wrote, I'm Over You, Get Over Me, which was my, my song. And then I did five other ones. I did four other ones in there. I did a Keith Whitley song. I did a, a Chris Stapleton song. And then I did a duet with Luke Bryan. And then I did a Hank Williams song. So I did five songs in my audition, but they only showed two on television. So I thought, well, I did five songs. Oh, my goodness. They're going to show five songs on TV, you know? So whenever I watched it back, I saw the two. And I thought, well, I mean, that's the two coolest ones anyway. So, right. But uh, I didn't know that they, they'd do that. I thought that everything was <laughs> – this is just a 17-year-old's brain. But I thought everything went, that they filmed that they would show. But I guess if they did that, it'd be every, – every, everybody would have an hour episode. So I, I got that after the fact. But uh, I thought that was interesting. And, and the things that they filmed that they didn't use, I'll tell you one that was fun. I did an interview with Ryan Seacrest, mm. and he asked me, 
and this didn't get aired because I, uh, I guess I did some product placement. I shouldn't have, but the, they said, uh, when did you figure out you was a corn, uh, when did you figure out you were a country boy? And I said, well, I guess when I discovered my love of cornbread, that's whenever I figured out that I was a country boy. And, uh, he said, what kind of cornbread? Sweet? And I said, no, the jiffy kind. <laughs> <laughs> cut, hey, cut, 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 cut. Yeah, cut, cut, cut. No product placement. So that was, <laughs> but I guess he didn't know what jiffy was. I guess he's never had to make jiffy. Out. Well, it's Alex, we're going to make it. sure, we're going to make sure jiffy hears. Maybe we can get a sponsorship from jiffy. We give you 10%. Um, oh, jiffy, if you're money. watching or listening, Hey, we got a guy that loves some Jiffy cornbread, and I'm Listen, one of them too. I'm with Alex. That, that's sacrilege. You don't know what Jiffy is because Jiffy makes some of the best cornbread. Use it for stuffing. Use it for corn. Oh, everything. it's the best. I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know people. I didn't know there even was such a thing as sweet cornbread. So I, that was that was kind of a shocker to me. <laughs> I was learning out there just the same as he was. That was a mess of manufacturing. You know, it's funny you say that. And we're talking to Alex Miller again, artist extraordinaire. <laughs> I just got back from Miller, like I told you, and I was at a restaurant last week. And they had sweet cornbread. And I'm in my mind, I'm like, wait a minute, man, this came from the South. Now, I do have some South roots, some Southern roots. I ain't never heard of it either. So maybe they did this in South Central LA. I don't know. I don't mm -hmm. know. But so maybe it's a California thing. <laughs> it's, it must be. It must be. They, they must not ship Jiffy Mix out there, is all I know. Nah, nah. That's, that's the thing. I can honestly speak to that. That's, that's more of a Northern situation because that's what they. They turn around to put like a little bit of honey, a little bit of sugar to make it yeah. more palatable for the people up here. Is it almost and like a breakfast thing up there? No, nah, not even a breakfast thing. It's just more of a situation that they just try to because you know what it is that they put it as a side dish and they put it like in corn muffins. So like when they have it for breakfast muffins, and everything else, that's where they use it for. But personally, I prefer the old fashioned, <laughs> way, you know. My, my nana always says, if your cornbread don't taste like cardboard, it ain't cornbread. <laughs> As you can see, there's three men on a, on a screen here that must be very hungry. We, we done moved this conversation from music to cornbread. We must but, be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's get, Alex, so, so when you do the American Idol, obviously it doesn't work out, but you still get the exposure of millions and millions of people. Um, mm -hmm. You come out and you put together your debut album, Militon. Yeah. Obviously, it fits perfectly into the name. Talk about what went into that album, what experiences you got from American Idol, and you know, quite frankly, you know, financially had that helped you now to you know to reach the right people, the studio heads, and really put your album out. Talk about that a little bit. Yes, it was it was a cool experience how that all came together. I started working with a guy named Jerry Sally, who ended up producing the record and writing a bunch of songs with me off of it too. And so I wanted to put a record out right after the idol thing. And I knew it was going to take some time. So I got to work on that before really my auditions and all that stuff had aired. And so I got to work with it and uh, was working with Jerry and uh, we had wrote a bunch of country songs and things like that. And so the album kind of just came together so well. And, and um, he said it's one of the best projects he'd worked on. And so that was, that was cool to hear because I didn't, I, this was my first time in the studio working first time doing any of that kind of stuff. And uh, to hearing that from somebody that had been in the business as long as Jerry has, and he's a, he's won like CSAC Rider of the Year, all that kind of stuff. So he was, he's a legend in his own right. And he's got Reba Cuts and John Anderson Cuts and a lot of the people that I grew up listening to and some of the songs he'd wrote. So that was, that was cool to get to even work with a guy like that. So the record all came together really, really quick. 
And uh, we just went in and recorded all that stuff. We had Brent Mason on guitar and Mike Johnson on steel and just some absolute legends uh, musicians-wise that were on that record. And uh, I just was it was just cool to be a part of that. So we released that. Uh, see, I guess that was back last April or so we released right. that. And mm -hmm. uh, the song that came out off of that, which I'm very proud of, was Through With You. And, you know, Idol kind of influenced that song. You know, they wanted me to go more pop on the show. Right. And I basically said, no, I'm a country singer. <laughs> right. And that's what I did Silver Wings on the show. And then they flew me home on a pair of two. But uh, it was it was people connected to that. They, uh, you know, country music, a lot of times we, they see a lot of people selling out and doing the more modern thing. But, you know, I, I stuck to my roots and what I believed in. And, and not to say that I'm not opposed to going out and doing different things. But there was a few things on the project Miller time that uh, showing that direction that I was going, you know, I wanted to honor where I came from and I did a lot of old country traditional songs that I've written and things, but I understand, you know, at the same time, I got to be commercial and competitive against the Luke Bryans of the world. So uh, I'm, I'm moving more in that direction, but at the same time, I'm always going to honor where I came from. And Miller time is a good represent representation of where I was and the music that I enjoy and, uh, where I came from. I love that you said that. Again, we're talking to Alex Miller, part of the Nine Feet Lounge Artist Spotlight presented by Music Beats Cancer. I like how you said that because, again, in this industry, people will try to, to tell you. I remember hearing Pink say this years ago about uh, when she first got in the game that they wanted her to sing, sound more R&B and more popish, but she wanted to sound, do her music. Right. And she wasn't going to do it her way. She just wasn't going to do it. And for a young guy like yourself, go west, you get on this TV show, you have all this exposure, but yet you say, no, what, nah, I'm, I'm sticking to what's, what got me to this. I'm sticking to my roots. I respect that and I appreciate that because, again, that's all we have. No right. matter what the industry is, you got to be yourself. So that's Amen very important. That. I salute you for that. Well, I appreciate it. You know, I always heard if you're doing your job and it doesn't feel like a job, then it's what you're born to do. And so I, I felt that, you know, doing that would be a – it just wasn't me. You know, yeah. It just wasn't who I was. And, uh, you know, maybe I, if I'd have went farther on the show, you know, it could have helped me, but I've got, uh, I've done very well since. And, hey, um, listen, it ain't broke. Know, don't I, fix I, it. Right. Amen to that. <laughs> amen to that. That's one thing I learned from farming. That's for sure. No doubt about it. We're going to take another quick break. We're going to come back. You got some new stuff out and we want to talk about what's in store in 2023 and beyond for Alex Miller. Yeah. It's a great conversation. Don't go nowhere. Alex Miller, Nafi Lounge, Nafi Lounge Artist Spotlight. Come on. There's no doubt he had a real good day. There were blackberries blooming in the red dirt clay and the smell of jasmine floating through the pines. I feel he knew right then we'd love our chicken fried and sweet tea to wash it down when God made the south. He put grits and gravy in our blood. He put the Delta Blues in the Mississippi mud. He put lazy and Sunday so we'd sit a spell and he put the buckle in the Bible bell. This place we got blue suede 
Listening to 950 Lounge. We're back on the ride, 950 Lounge, in the special 950 Lounge Artist Spotlight, our first of 2023. We're joined by Mr. Alex Miller. Maybe you knew him from American Idol fame, but he's so much more. This is presented by the great people at Music Beats Cancer. Go to www.musicbeatscancer.org to find out how you can get in the battle on how to fight cancer and get rid of this ugly disease. Alex, you know, obviously... Um, uh, myself and the rest of the Nine Feet Lounge family, we are a group of people in a, that are so embedded with Music Beats Cancer, kind of bringing in music mm-hmm. um, and the, the fight against cancer, scientists and fantastic doctors to help get rid of this disease. And I think it's a great concept because people are attracted by the music, but they stay for mm-hmm. the purpose, almost music with a purpose. How did you get involved with Music Beats Cancer? Well, I tell you, it, it was a joint effort of my manager and a few other folks. Um, so we signed up for a thing called Reverb Nation. And mm-hmm. it, it's a thing where artists can sign up and uh, be a part of projects like Music Beats Cancer. And they reached out to us and said, would you like to, you know, help us out a little bit? And I said, well, I think that's a great cause. And, and the reason I thought so is my Nana, uh, she had lung cancer whenever mm-hmm. I was about 10 or 11 years old. She battled lung cancer and right. beat it. And... Uh, you know, I, I don't want anybody to ever feel like they can't beat something. And I think a lot of people get discouraged over cancer. And, and I mean, it, 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 there's nothing that a lot of them can do. Right. Uh, 
and I, I don't want that to be a reality for my Nana, and I certainly don't want that to be a reality for a lot of other families. So I thought any way I can help to, you know, find a cure or help people find a cure, I said, I, that's something I'd like to be part of. And uh, that's how I got involved. And when they brought it to me, I said, it's a no-brainer. I said, we can do a lot to help these folks. So Fantastic. that's what I'm doing. Amen to that. Um, backstage, you want to add something to that? Yes. Um, yeah, because like um, with the Music Beats Cancer, the song that you played for there, that they sponsored for you on side there within the thing. How did you come up with that song and how was it for you to bring that out to the audience and everybody else to um, look at it to get you to get the sponsorship of people donating to Music Beats Cancer itself? Well, you know, uh, the song we picked, I think, represented it well. And, you know, it was just, uh, it was a good song. You know, I, and uh, to me, for an organization like that, what I wanted to do was send in good music because I wanted them to have the best shot of getting the most money. So. Uh, we, I think if I'm, I'm trying, I think it was when God made the South, maybe we sent in for that. And uh, I think that, uh, you know, it's a good upbeat song. You know, we have a lot of ups and downs in life. And uh, whenever, if I can lift some spirits with some music, then I feel like that is more the, more the way to go for sure. Without question. Um, one of your new singles, and we talked about it in, in, in the pre-up, was When God Made the South. Now, <laughs> and when I first started, I was like, wow. This takes me back to college football and Jefferson Pilot TV. I'm probably ringing some bells here. Um, and the Commonwealth Stadium. You mm -hmm. know that well. But talk Very about well. how you came up with that song, When God Made the South. Well, I tell you, uh, there were some guys that actually wrote it. I didn't write that one. There were some okay. guys down in Nashville. Uh, Jerry Sally, Aaron Wilburn, and Lee Black were the three guys that wrote it. And uh, they pitched it to me, and I heard it, and I was like, man that sounds like a hit i said i need to record that uh-huh at the time i needed something for my shows that was a little more rocking and i like to say that that song is what happens if george Strait, george Strait, and kiss had a baby that's what it would sound like is when god made this out and uh it is it is a very rocking upbeat in your face kind of song mm -hmm. and uh it's doing very well on spotify and i uh, really appreciate folks going out and listening to it and uh we had a good video for it too yeah, you, you got to get us that video. We love to play that on our network. Oh, yeah. Um, we, we, obviously, we're kind of toward the end of January. January and February is always my toughest months. Being from the Northeast is just too cold and snowy. Thank God we haven't had a lot of that this, <clears throat> this season. But obviously, it's always, to me, the prep for the remaining of the year, kind of setting the tone of where you're going to go. I'm sure it's very similar with you, Alex. Talk about what's next for Alex Miller music-wise. Where do you want to go, and what do you want to accomplish this season? This year. So, you know, we released an album last year and we saw pretty good success with it. But we, I've seen in the music market, people are releasing way more singles than they are albums. So this next year, we're going to go on a single focus approach, if that makes sense. Yeah. So we're going to release a radio single and then release a DSP single in between. And then release a radio single, DSP, radio single, DSP is in like right. Spotify, Pandora stuff. So um, I think that's going to be my strategy this year. We're going to give that a shot and see how it works, you know. But uh, I think that that's a good thing. And at the end of it, we're, we're looking at maybe putting an EP together. Okay. So not a full album, but an EP. And we've got some cool ideas coming your way on that one, too. But there's some songs it. that I'm really excited about, some that I've written and some that were pitched to me that are uh, stellar. I mean, I, they're awesome. They're out of the When God Made the South batch of songs. So uh, <laughs> this is going to be it's going to be some really, really good stuff. Any live shows, any uh, mini tours in place or right now staying yes. local? So August, it's going to be really busy. It's not really a tour set in stone yet. We're still working on a few things, but uh, we're going to be making our rounds. That's for sure. We always do. 
Uh, last year, I got to open for like Brooks and Dunn and things like that. So uh, this next year, hoping to look look to open for some folks like that. There's some possibilities on some pretty big names we're going to get to do some collaborations with as far as shows and things. So I'm sure y'all see us out there on the road somewhere. We're, we're mm-hmm. definitely going to be putting some rubber to the road. That's for sure. Sounds good. And I got to yeah. believe coming I, back, hang on one second backstage. I got to believe going back to your origins, listening with your grandfather, Hank Sr., and then obviously opening up for Hank Jr. That had to be a surreal kind of like moment so i've got to open for some i've had some real 360 moments like that one for sure that was really cool uh you know that was like well full circle i've got to meet the man himself you know yeah uh, another one you know i started singing josh turner when i was a kid uh, me and god was one of the songs i started singing and uh so i got to open for him at the kentucky state fair a couple mm. years ago too so that was a cool moment too it was just i've had a lot of moments like that you know I, and uh and and, and that's and that's like, well, I know I've got to be doing something right because I just, just, just uh, I just get a feeling like, well, okay, that's you know, uh, the things you did as a kid really did matter and you know really meant something because you know you're you're getting to kind of make everything come full circle for yourself. So I've had a lot of moments like that and just been very very blessed. Yes, and I want to know. So that that leads into what I was going to ask you is, who are some of the artists that you would that you're still looking forward to um, doing a collaboration with? So I would like to do something with Dolly Parton. That'd always be a cool one to do. Um, I, everybody wants to sing with Dolly. Um, <laughs> I'd like to. I'd like to do some stuff with some more Kentucky folks, like Chris Stapleton and Tyler Childers. I really like their music and mm-hmm. think that we'd probably get along pretty good. Uh, but I tell you something, I really like to do is do some do like a tour in Texas and and go around some Texas places and, and meet some Texas artists like Asleep at the Wheel and Willie Nelson and things like that. I'd always like to get in there and play and sing with some of them. Yeah, you love the legends. You, you, you name nice. some. You got to lay it out there. You got to lay it yeah. out there. Again, we're talking to Alex Miller, part of Non-Feel Lounge Artist Spotlight, presented by the good people at Music Beats Cancer. Again, go to www.musicbeatscancer.org to find out how you can battle and help in the fight to get rid of cancer. Um, Alex, we got a few minutes left, and I can't thank you enough. You're very engaging, entertaining. <laughs> I, I remember you from, you know, in the, the American Idol plays in my household. I remember you from American Idol, and I'm so glad that the journey, that was just a stepping stone. The journey is continuing to grow. But when you look back at this thing, the young kid that used to get up and have to farm on the farm, the young kid that played the guitar for his mama, the one that they was like, this ain't maybe the way to go. Yeah. What do you say when you look back now and you're just really writing and you haven't even gotten to the out of the first quarter of your career. But when you sit back and say where I got so far and where I want to go, what do you tell that young person? What would you tell that young person that you started with? And what would you tell the person that you're going to meet later on, the older guy, to kind of like I'm in the middle? What would you say to each? The young person that just had a dream and the guy that. You might be saying, wow, I'm sitting on top of an empire. What is that conversation with those two individuals, the two different Alexes at two different times of your life? Yeah. What would that conversation be like? Well, the young guy, I would say, you know, trust your gut and and be yourself. And I think I would tell that to the same thing to the old guy, too, because at the end of the day, you got to be content with what you're doing. And, you know, I'm that I'm that guy that trusts his gut, you know. And, you know, because usually your gut's right, your gut instinct mm-hmm. on things. Um, so that's what I, I think I'd tell them both the same thing, you know, follow, follow your dream. It sounds cliche, but it's the truth. You know, I, I had a dream of doing this and a dream of uh, singing and, uh, you know, going to the opera and doing all that stuff. So, uh, 
you know, the old guy, I might tell him to shave a little bit more because I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to try to grow a beard out. I've been working on this one for four years. So it'll uh, come, it'll come. Trust me. I tell you, <laughs> it's getting, it's getting there. I'm starting to get some hair up here, but, uh, I think that, you know, the young guy is so much different than the old guy, you know, the young guy, he didn't know what was going to happen. And the old guy looking back, you know, you just, like I said, contentment, as long as I'm content and I'll tell that old guy to be content. I think that's, I think that's what I'd say. Without question. I, I would have thought that you would have said something to the older guys, like believe in yourself, believe in the music and always don't, don't sell out for the money. Yeah. Always well, put what's yeah, inside yeah. That's true too. Uh, yeah. I'm not a sellout. I can't be now. <laughs> uh, you all in man. Yeah. You can't go nowhere now. You all nope. in. <laughs> Amen to that. Uh, I, 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 the day I retire is the day I die. I, I'll say that. So, I, I, we we agree on that. Alex Miller, this has been entertaining. Thank you so much for a few moments, and again, being our first music spotlight artist for the year. Where can people find you at? Buy your music. Learn more about Alex Miller that they didn't get from this show. Maybe well, play you. for the ladies on the guitar. I don't know. Where <laughs> can they reach out to you? Well, the best place to go is over at A Miller Music, and that's on Spotify. That's my handle over there. TikTok's A Miller Music, Instagram A Miller Music, Facebook same thing. And just type in Alex Miller, I guarantee you my loving little face will pop up there. So uh, <laughs> just make sure to go over and check me out at A Miller Music. Thank y'all. Just like the great Shaquille O'Neal said, Google him. Google him. He's there. <laughs> yeah. Alex Miller, thank you so much. It's been fun. Continue blessings and success in your career. And let's make this happen. Let, let, let's try to get you in New York for a show, and then you can come on our couch in our studio and come sit with us on a Saturday, man. We'd love to have you on the show. Well, Lord, that'd be awesome. You just let me know, and I'll let you all know if I'm ever up that way. So thank you all. You got it. Thank it's you. Alex Miller. It's Nafi Lounge. All the spotlight presented by the good people at Music Beats Cancer. Again, www.musicbeatscancer.org. Find out how you can get in the fight and how to get rid of this ugly and deadly disease called cancer.